which Rams rookies will be day one starters, who will have the biggest impact, and Rams rookies that could be the steals of the draft. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your two-time Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you want to check out the video version of the show, join the party on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, just past 7,000 subscribers. And it's all thanks to you trying to get to 8,000 before the season begins and let us know which Rams rookie do you think will go on to have the best career which Rams rookie are you the most high on let us know my name is Doug McKay my friends call me DMAC you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA I've been covering LA sports for over a decade the Lakers for SI the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation but I'm covering the Rams for Locked On and today I'm flying solo the people's champ Mr. Travis Rogers he's out today but we've got a jam-packed show for you on today's show Will the Rams' top rookies play during the preseason? we got some Rams rookies that could be the biggest steals of the draft. We're going to talk about the Rams rookies that I think will be day one starters, but we begin with the Madden rankings. Like I told you earlier in the week, the everyday listeners will know that when it comes to the Madden rankings, when they come out, I always tell myself, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. But why did Matthew Stafford only get a 75? Matthew Stafford ranked 22nd in between Daniel Jones and Mac Jones. The disrespect needs to stop for Matthew Stafford. We are talking about a quarterback that threw for 50 touchdowns, regular season and playoffs combined. The last time he was healthy, last time he had a competent offensive line, last time he had weapons, he was an elite quarterback. And that was just a few seasons ago. And you drop him all the way down to 22nd. Hey, that's fine. We'll take it. We'll use it as more motivation. I'm telling you, Matthew Stafford is fired up to prove people wrong this year and prove that he's still an elite quarterback. I think he has a big bounce back season. But we're going to dive into our first segment, which is Rams rookies that I think are locks to be day one starters. And we're going to get into some of those names in just a second here, but a little rewind to talk about what the Rams did in the draft because this was a very different draft for the Los Angeles Rams. It wasn't about F them picks. It was about, hey, you got any of them picks because they entered the draft with 11 picks. They swung some day one trades, some draft day trades. They ended up selecting 14 guys. And then after the draft, they went on to sign an additional 26 undrafted rookies. They had 37 at one point. Now they have 34 rookies on the roster entering training camp. We're talking about a roster that's almost 50% rookies at this point. And look, for starters, if they hit on a quarter of these guys, if they hit on five or six of these guys, that is going to be a W, okay? You're talking about a draft that was deep. You're talking about a Rams team that made some sensible picks. I think one thing that I appreciate is, hey, what I always say, championships are made in the trenches. And they didn't go for the shiny object. They didn't go for the playmaker as they were rumored to explore. They were considering. They were thinking about trading up to get a playmaker on the offensive side. No, instead, they go a steep 
Steve Avila with the 36th pick, the fifth pick in the second round. And I love this pick. I think it made all the sense in the world. I'm big on Steve Avila. If you look at his measurables, he's six foot three and a half, 332 pounds. This guy is a forklift. This guy is a hog molly. And what I love most about the pick is this addresses a need right away. We know last year was an absolute disaster for the Rams offensive line. First team in NFL history to have 12 different offensive line combinations in their first 12 weeks and more combinations than the drink menu at Sonic. They need to address that. Okay. They can't go into a year where Matthew Stafford is getting pounded again. And you bring in Steve Avila. It's going to help you now. He's going to help you later. He's going to the present and the future. I think He's going to be a starter at left guard in his rookie season. And I think eventually there's a chance you see him at center. And that's one of the reasons why the Rams drafted him. They were considering going with a different offensive lineman. There was some talk that they were interested in Florida guard Osiris Torrance, but they liked his positional versatility. They liked the flexibility with him being able to play center and guard. And if you look at his production at the college level, this guy was one of the best offensive linemen in the sport. He was absolutely dominant. He allowed zero sacks and 10 pressures in 515 drops in 2022. He's a guy that played over a thousand snaps and didn't allow one sack when he was with the TCU Horn Frogs. By the way, if you're wondering what a Horn Frog is, it's the largest of the 15 species of horn lizards found in the United States. Texas Horn Lizards is defensive minded. They rely first on camouflage and can be very difficult to see in the wild. When threatened, they puff out their body to appear larger. And I think that's perfect for Steve Avila because as big as he is, over 330 pounds, he plays bigger than his size in pass protection, run blocking. When the play breaks down at the college level, he was excellent. Now it still needs to translate to the pro level. And of course, that doesn't happen overnight. It's going to be a process. But I think when you consider his raw talent, his size, also his intangibles, his mental makeup, I don't know if you've heard any of his stories, have you heard him talk? He's a very interesting guy. He told a story about when he got kicked off a roller coaster during a visit to Six Flags back in the day. He says, long story short, it's a big guy story. I went to Six Flags, which is an amusement park, and I ended up getting kicked off the ride. It was such a shameful moment. And at the end, there was this guy who was about 400 pounds who looked at me and went, man, they kicked you off too. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not you. So yeah, apparently he was on the ride. He was all strapped in. He didn't know what was going on. They kicked him off the ride. Well, guess what? Now you are an NFL lineman and you get the last laugh. I will say though, there's one thing I disagree with him on is he said he likes Tex-Mex Mexican food. He's a big Mexican. Mexican food guy. I think he thinks Tex-Mex is better than Cali Mexican food. I'm going to have to throw in some recommendations, but Steve Avila, I think he's going to anchor this offensive line. And one more thought on Avila too. If you look at his contract, he signed a four-year rookie deal worth roughly $9.25 million, but three of those four years are guaranteed. Three of the four years are guaranteed, and the fourth year, it's 10% guaranteed. So this is the guy that this organization trust in believes in and that's a big vote of confidence and that tells you that they think he's going to be their guy for years to come and the next rams rookie that i think is going to be a day one starter is edge rusher byron young the rams picked up byron young with the 77th overall pick in the third round out of tennessee and if you don't know his backstory it's interesting it's very rags to riches it's very kurt warner-esque but he didn't work at a grocery store. He worked at the Dollar General. He was the manager there while he was working his way up. 
He spent 18 months not playing football after high school, and then he tried out for Georgia Military College before raising his profile as a JUCO recruit in 2020. So he finds his way all the way to Tennessee. The Rams draft him, and really the first thing you need to know about him is this guy is an athletic freak. This guy's measurables are off the charts. 6'2", 250 pounds, 32 and a half inch arms. He ran a 4'4", 340-yard dash at the combine with a 1'6", 10-yard split and a 38-inch vertical. He also posts an 11-foot broad jump. So this guy has the raw talent to grow into being a really good edge rusher, an above-average edge rusher. Only issue, not too much experience. He is an older guy. He's 25 years old, so that could work for or against him. I think they plug him in right away and he finds a role, especially when you look at that edge rusher position right now for the Rams. They lose Leonard Floyd. They didn't go out there and sign a veteran. They didn't trade for anyone. And right now, I think that's the position where they lack depth the most. You got Michael Hoyt, who I think is going to be absolutely a force for this defense, situationally, possibly off the edge. But I think he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to have an impact for this team. You got Hardy, you got Thomas, you got some other guys. But really, that's pretty much it. There's really not too many guys that are going to be challenging Byron Young. So I think he's going to be a starter day one. Now, if you have some concerns about, okay, can a guy that was selected in the third round at the edge rusher spot have an impact as a rookie? Well, there's not too many examples of it. I mean, last year's draft, edge rushers in the third round, they combined for four sacks with three of those four were one player with Sanders of the Cardinals. And then the Steelers, they picked Alex Highsmith in the third round, the 2020 draft. He's definitely been a productive player, but his rookie year, he didn't do very much. So there's not tons of examples of edge rushers that come in as rookies, picking the later rounds, having an instant impact. But I think what he does have going for him, he's older, he's more of a veteran, he's athletically really top-notch. And I think with this Rams team, he's going to go in there and do some work. If you look at his numbers when he was at Tennessee, 23 and a half tackles for a loss, 12 and a half sacks. So he's been productive wherever he's been once he got back into football. And I think if he has four plus sacks this season, you got to see that as a win. You can't expect him to have double digit sacks and win rookie of the year. I think there's still a learning curve at that position. And I think ideally you develop him and then you possibly get an edge rush or you possibly draft one next year. But I think the most important thing is getting him that experience and see if you can hit on him. And let's say they do end up with a high draft pick. You got Jared Verse from Florida State. You got Dallas Turner out of Alabama. There's a lot of edge rushers in next year's draft. But I do think Byron Young is the guy that's going to make his presence felt. I think he's going to make enough money in his career to go back to that Dollar Tree and buy everything in that Dollar Tree, everything in that Dollar General. So definitely a great story. And then Kobe Turner. So Kobe Turner is someone who I absolutely think is going to have a chance to have a big impact in year one. And Bobby Brown, he isn't a new addition, of course, to the Rams defensive line. Every little step he takes this year, I think is going to be big. I think Bobby Brown, the third is going to have an impact this season. And I think they're just really hoping to level up with Bobby Brown. You also have Marquise Copeland, but I think Turner He's going to be in that rotation in some capacity. I'm not saying he's going to be the modern day Merlin Olsen or Deacon Jones, but he's strong. He's physical. He's got a motor. And I think he's going to absolutely have an impact in year one. But coming up in our next segment, other Rams rookies, that are going to have an impact. And we have some guys that could be steals of the draft. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week 
all season long. So whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. All right, so if you're looking to make a smooth turn in your fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when you take the Colts' Jonathan Taylor and the Browns' Nick Chubb back-to-back. While Taylor is a perfect rebound candidate and a more friendly, run-friendly overall offense in Indianapolis, Chubb is also set to dominate with more of a combined workload in Cleveland. So there you go. That is Vinny's picks right there. Vinny is giving you all of these from Locked On Fantasy Football. He's going to help you with our Fantasy Football Championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And that, of course, is the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it right and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because ebay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time so go forth switch gears crank the ac and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fits your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible terms only exclusions apply and here in segment number two we're going to continue to look at rams rookies that could have a big impact this season starting with edge rusher nick Hampton. Now, Nick Hampton, this is a guy that doesn't have the explosive athleticism that Byron Young has. He ran a 4.5840 at the combine. If you look at his size, a little undersized, 6'2, 236 pounds. But if you look at his arms, they are freakishly long. He has great hand movement. He knows how to shed out blockers really well. He was very productive at the college level 18 sacks, 27 TFLs the last two seasons, had a 19% pass rush win rate in 2022. So he has the physical tools to produce at this level. And I think you look at what the Rams did in the past. They got Ibukam in the fourth round in 2017. He finished with two sacks his rookie season. He showed that he was going to be someone you could count on that was going to be a part of the Rams rotation moving forward. So I like Nick Hampton as a guy that could have an impact. He's a sleeper pick, I think, not talked about as much as some of the other Rams rookies. And how about Jason Taylor? Jason Taylor II is another guy that could start in his rookie season, depending on how he performs during training camp. He's one has a lot of experience at the position at Oklahoma state, reliable open field tackler, high IQ player. I think he's someone that you have to keep your eye on during training camp. He does fit the mold of more of a box safety. So you're most likely never going to see him in the single high looks in Raheem Morris's defense. So that's going to be his sweet spot, but I absolutely expect him to push for that starting job. He could be the Rams starter in September. And then you got Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, He's someone who has a chip on his shoulder. He's yes, he's undersized. Yes, he's five foot eight. Yes, he is pocket size, but he's physical. He's aggressive and he produced at the college level. He was targeted 81 times last season. He allowed 28 receptions for 365 yards at a 34.6% completion rate. He led all of FBS with 21 
force incompletion. So, you know, I bring my facts to the fight, and I'm defending THT to people out there that are saying, hey, he's too short. He's not going to be productive. No, this guy's aggressive. I can see him wreaking havoc at the nickel spot. You saw last season a lot of death by paper cuts, a lot of teams nickel and diming the Rams defense. He's a guy that could help neutralize that. And you saw they used Troy Hill underneath in those match zones and just jumping routes. I could see him used in that role. Of course, you hear the last name. He is the nephew of Hall of Fame running back LaDainian Tomlinson. And he's the guy who won the Jim Thorpe Award. So that's the best cornerback in college football. If he was three inches taller, he would have been a first-round pick for sure. So a little undersized, but I definitely think he's going to have an impact. Will he start day one? I'm not so sure because as of right now, it does feel like they are going to keep the Kobe Durant there in that nickel spot, but we'll see. But hey, even at the college level, THT, he was playing outside and he was performing well, even though he was was undersized. So had that success defending taller receivers. And then we got to talk about Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua, am I buying the hype? Yes, I am. I'm in on the hype with Puka Nakua, 117th pick, a fifth rounder. You heard the talk that he's Robert Woods 2.0, where you can hand the ball off to him in the running game. He's going to hit his blocks on the outside. He's physical, has this lunch pail mentality to get down and do all the dirty work. But also, he can make those contested catches. Look at some of his highlights, making touchdowns, catching touchdowns, bobbling balls, has those strong hands. And yes, Van Jefferson, he can take the top off of defenses. So can Tutu Atwell. Ben Skorana can move the chains. Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers on the planet, but a contest catches guy, I think is definitely something that can help this offensive unit be a little more dynamic. And of course, we know the Rams, they primarily use that 11 personnel. You're going to see three wide receivers on the field, and I think they're going to mix it up. I think ultimately, if one guy runs away with it because he's producing at such a high level that, hey, you give him that role, yeah, that's fine. That'd be great. But I still think early on in the season, especially, you're going to see Puka. You're going to see Ben. You're going to see to to Atwell given opportunities. And I think, yeah, maybe temper your expectations a little bit with Puka Nakua. He's not going to be an all-pro his first year, anything like that. But I definitely think when you hear what his coaches, what his teammates have been saying about him at mini camps, heading into training camp, this is a guy who has an advanced knowledge of the game. He's already ahead of the game when it comes to the playbook. And that, to me, is kind of what I'm looking at, too. I mean, if you look at reasons why he will have a big impact, it's he's big, he's physical, he's mature for his age, strong hands, contested catches, can do a lot of things, Ball out of the backfield, can run the ball a la a Robert Woods. But why will he not start? Well, McVay's offense, it's something you can't pick up overnight. You got lots of nuances. It takes time to master. It's a deep playbook, lots of route combinations. So, look, the word on the streets, he's a quick study. He's picked it up. Now, other concern I have is, does he create separation at this level in the NFL, you got to be able to create some separation. He ran a four, five, six, 40 yard dash. But I think with Puka Nakua, he's built for this. I expect him to have an impact in year one. I don't know if this is going to be as high as some people think, but I think that they see him as a rookie, but almost as a guy that, hey, you're not looking at him as a rookie. You're looking at him as a guy that you can rely on in year one. I expect him to make big plays, get those Puka shells ready for SoFi Stadium. And then Zach Evans is a guy that could be the steal of the draft. The former five-star recruit has fantastic tackle-breaking ability as a combination of burst and speed, toughness. That's the contact balance. Go watch his highlights. His highlights are fun to watch, man. I'd love the contact bounce, that elite combination there. And look, this is a former five-star recruit. This is a guy that 
If you look at drafts in the past, they had him in the first or second round, and the Rams, they traded up into the sixth round to get him. So, yeah, I think the fact that he's got that second gear once he breaks that tackle, if Cam Akers isn't breaking tackles and he isn't getting yards, Sonny Michelle will see if he even makes the team. Kyron Williams will see what he does, how his performance looks early on. Zach Evans, though, he has the biggest upside. That is just a fact. To me, it's the contact balance, the ability to make guys miss. This guy definitely has that special sauce at the running back position. But by season's end, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zach Evans' name on list of the biggest steals of the draft. You're talking about a guy that had first-round talent. You pick him up in the sixth round, you throw him into this Rams offense, He's going to get an opportunity. Really excited about the possibility of Zach Evans, not just this year, but moving forward. But coming up in our last segment, how will the Rams use their rookies in the preseason? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. And welcome back to Locked on Rams. Thank you for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you rocking with us every single day. And you can be an everyday listener too. Join the club. Membership is free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. And one more reminder that we are over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Locked on Rams YouTube channel. Just past 7K subscribers. Trying to get to 8K before the season begins. Hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and most importantly let us know which rams rookies you think will have the biggest impact in 2023 but here in our final segment we're talking about the preseason because really the old adage is if you get rookies you have inexperienced players then hey you see what they can do during preseason that's when you evaluate that's when you assess their talent levels how do they match up against nfl caliber competition but this is the rams this is sean mcveigh his formula has worked he does not like to play his starters. He's not like to play guys that are going to have prominent roles on his teams during the preseason. And the reason for that is simple. He prioritizes health. He wants to keep guys fresh. So will he go against the grain and give his rookies more experience during preseason? I think there is a chance, but I still think that there are some rookies that won't see very much time. And I think there's three of them. I think right at the top, the rookies that will not see the field at all, they're probably going to be Steve Avila. I don't think Steve Avila sees the field at all during preseason, especially when you consider the fact that it was like a season of squid game last year for this offensive line. So many injuries, historically bad as far as how many combinations they use. 12 combinations in the first 12 weeks, the first NFL team to ever experience that. More combinations than the Sonic drink menu. So he's going to want to risk having his starting left guard out there during preseason. I don't think he will. And then you have Byron Young, who I think is going to be starting at edge rusher. They're going to be banking on him to have a big impact during his rookie season. So he might see a few snaps here and there, might get some game action. But I think there is a chance that he doesn't play at all as well. And then there's defensive lineman Kobe Turner. He's another guy in that tier with Steve Avila, with Byron Young. I think those are the three guys that are going to see limited action at all. If they see any action, I'd be surprised. If they see no action, I wouldn't be shocked at all. If it's Steve Avila or Byron Young, I could see Kobe Turner getting a few reps in there. But now in this second tier, guys that I think should see some preseason time, they definitely would benefit from the reps. First, I'm starting with Stetson Bennett. We know Stetson Bennett, how high I am on him. I want to see him solidify himself as a legit backup in year one with the Rams. And he's going to need to see some time against NFL caliber secondaries. We need to see him read defenses and get that experience. Because after what we saw last season with Matthew Stafford going out with the injury, you're going to need Stetson Bennett in the event that he goes down. 
And look, I'm just being a little selfish here. I want to see what Stetson Bennett can do. I think he's charismatic. I think he's got talent. I think he's underrated. And I want to see what he can do. He's got that juice. He's got that genese qua that I think that he brings to the field. And then you got Puka Nakua. I think Puka Nakua, if you are legitimately going to have him be a guy that's going to contribute, a guy that's going to compete with Ben Skoranek and Tutu Atwell for the wide receiver three spot, He's going to need some game reps too. He's dealt with some injuries in the past. He has gotten banged up. So I do think he'll see limited action. I don't think he'll play a ton, but he's a guy I want to see out there. Then Travis Hodges Tomlinson, when you consider he's undersized, you want to see how he matches up. You want to see if you can bring that tenacity, that aggressiveness at this level against NFL caliber receivers. I think you're absolutely going to want to see him during preseason if you're the Rams. And also Jason Taylor, the second. Not a lot of people talking too much about him. But I think he's a guy that absolutely can contribute. I think he's a guy that can compete for a starter's job in year one as a rookie. So I think those four right there, Stetson Bennett, Puka Nakua, Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, and Jason Taylor, the second, they are going to see some action, but they're going to be very cautious. You're not going to see them out there each and every game. They're going to want to maintain and keep them fresh for the regular season. And for this next group of rookies, these are guys that one are going to have a big opportunity to carve out some sort of role for this team this year. And two are going to play most of, if not all of the preseason. I've got outside linebacker Nick Hampton, tight end Davis Allen, offensive tackle Warren McClendon Jr., big guy out of Georgia, outside linebacker Oshawn Mathis, running back Zach Evans, defensive lineman Deswan Johnson, Mr. Irrelevant. And, of course, the rookie special teams unit of Ethan Evans and Tanner Brown. Kind of goes without saying. We need to see if those guys can get it done on this level or if the Rams need to go out there and sign a veteran at that position. I think Ethan Evans is going to be a dude that has a chance to be in this league as a punter for a long time. Tanner Brown, I need to see it. If he can't get it done, we know you can pick up a veteran kicker, especially as the season begins. And then, of course, all the undrafted players. They're going to get tons of reps, tons of opportunities to impress the coaches during training camp. And then I look at some of the other guys along this team that maybe you want to see up there. I mean, look at last year, Logan Bruss. He was abysmal in preseason before he got injured. You wonder how much that's going to impact guys like Steve Avila not playing right. Logan Bruss, he was their third round pick last year. He didn't fare well. He did not live up to the hype and then he gets injured. But I still think it's a little premature to call Bruss a bust. I've seen people call him that. I still think he has a lot of talent and a lot of potential. The reality is this guy didn't get an opportunity because he was injured. But I do think that was a cautionary tale. Selfishly, like I said earlier, I want to see Stetson Bennett the entire preseason. Don't want to see a ton of dresser win or Brett Ripien, but I assume that we will. But I think it's going to be big. I definitely think that preseason is going to set the tone for a lot of these rookies. The veterans, yeah, we won't see them. There's no question about it. Guys like Cooper Cub, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, we'll see you in game one in Seattle. But for the rest of this group, I definitely think even if you're not playing in the games, just absorbing the culture of the Rams, absorbing what goes on in an NFL game, they're going to have to absolutely be locked in to give themselves the best chance of succeeding in year one. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams' house?